Welcome to the Packer Mentality Podcast, where we'll discuss Packer news, roster decisions, and game action, finally. My name is Patrick Corrigan, and I am your host. I am also a Packer shareholder. You can find and follow me on Twitter at Packer Mentality. My podcasts are available on YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Anchor. And while I'm thinking of it, for my YouTube viewers, please hit the like and subscribe button below. It costs you nothing, I promise, but it does help me. Uh, so if you don't have time to keep up with all the news reports or social media or just can't make any sense of them because there are so many and so much information and opinions floating around, let me help you make sense of the nonsense. I'm here for you. Thank you for joining me. So after all the waiting anticipation and expectations, week one is now done. And I, for one, now wish I could forget it happened at all. That Packers-Vikings game was a giant pile of stinking you-know-what. Uh, the Packers were thoroughly outplayed by the Vikings in most facets of the game and handed a 23-7 defeat. So what went wrong and what went right? Yeah, there were some there were a few bright spots on Sunday. I've watched and rewatched the game including the all 22 film and here's what I found and what I think. Uh, let's start with a positive sort of the special teams. There was a source of great angst coming into the game, uh, but there were no glaring mistakes or game-changing missteps. Punt coverage was pretty good, allowing just one punt return for seven yards. Kickoff coverage allowed only one return for 25 yards. No blocked punts or kicks. Uh, no field goal attempts and just one extra point made by Mason Crosby. Uh, Amari Rogers handled all the punt and kickoff returns without any drama. No bobbles, no muffs, no fumbles. He did have a pretty nice 12-yard return on one of the punts. And this is all I wanted from the special teams, uh, to not have to discuss them. So, yay. Nice job. Offensively, it was pretty rough. If there was a game plan for to attack the Vikings' defense, I'm not sure what it was. Uh, they didn't make much of an attempt to stick to any plan of attack, and I hated what I saw out there. You had two weeks to get ready with the two-time reigning MVP and a coach who is considered an offensive guru. And I just didn't see it. No expertise. No, uh, Didn't look like an MVP. Didn't look like an offensive guru. Got thoroughly dominated. Um, this should never have happened. I can't excuse them for coming out two years in a row and looking this bad in week one. Uh, clearly, what they are doing in practice uh, leading up to the first game of the year is not enough to make up for not playing the starters at all in preseason. They were not prepared at all. They looked completely out of sync and you know, looked like they hadn't played. Uh, starting up front, the offensive line was bad. We found out on game day that neither Bakhtiari or Jenkins would be playing. But it felt like, it certainly felt like the rest of the line was not ready either. 
yes, the Vikings defensive line is pretty good, but the Packers didn't give themselves a chance. Uh, starting from the left side of the line and moving to the right, the quality of play started at not good and got worse as you moved to the right. Uh, with the guard and tackle on the right side being outright bad. Uh, that was Jake Hansen and Royce Newman. They weren't good in the preseason, and I was a little surprised they stuck with that combination. Uh, one, of these pe- one of these positions at least needs to be replaced, uh, probably by the rookie Zach Tom. He got a little playing time, and when he was in there, it, they were able to see a little bit more success running the ball. Uh, today they brought up, uh, they called up uh, Caleb Jones from the practice squad. He was pretty good during preseason, and it might have been just to protect him from getting picked up by another team, but definitely another option at tackle, and clearly they need it. Uh, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon were one of the few bright spots on the offense. Dillon led the team in receiving and total yards with five catches for 46 yards and an additional 45 yards on 10 carries. Uh, Aaron Jones added another five carries on five carries for 40, 49 yards and three receptions for 27 yards. The problem I see here is that these two didn't get the ball enough uh, for a team looking for an offensive identity and they have two good running backs. It seems like they would want to focus more on these guys. Only eight touches for Aaron Jones is a massive mistake. I don't know how they got through the whole game and only let him touch the ball eight times. Uh, maybe the problems on the offensive line kept them from doing more. But in getting away from the running game, they just made life more difficult for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Speaking of Rodgers, he had a very rough day. He started out and threw a beautiful pass on their first offensive play. A beautiful long ball. And we all know that if you watch the game, it was dropped by Christian Watson. It happens. This is a physical mistake, you know. And he is a rookie. I'd rather have a rookie make a physical mistake than a mental mistake. Uh, you can physical mistakes you can get better on if you're continuous. Mental mistakes a uh, little bit a uh, little bit harder. Uh, but I expect him to be better. Uh, on a play later in the first half, Rogers had Romeo Dubs, but there was a little miscommunication on the route. And maybe he lost a little confidence in his rookie wide receivers. Maybe. He still had guys open and either didn't see them or he chose not to throw the ball. If Green Bay's offense is going to be successful this season, he's going to have to have a lot more faith in his wide receivers, all of them. Uh, He did have one interception that looked like it was just a frustration heave down the field. It floated downfield and... Randall Cobb was down there, but he couldn't uh, quite get to it before Harrison Smith got it. It's a little hard to judge the receivers too harshly. harshly. Guys were getting open. Looking at the, uh, looking at the film, looking at watching the game, guys were open. Uh, On the dropped pass, uh, if you want to have take something good from that, uh, Christian Watson absolutely torched Patrick Peterson. That's a veteran. Uh, actually, Harrison Smith, the safety on that side, he was three yards behind both of them, and he just blew right past him with his speed. And 
both Watson and Dubs both showed that they were willing to block. I saw Dubs chasing downfield, uh, getting blocks on a run by, I think it was Aaron Jones. And he was second on the team with four catches for on f- five targets. I was more disappointed in the veterans, uh, Sammy Watkins and Randall Cobb. They were each targeted only three times and were pretty much non-factors in this game. For guys that have the confidence and vote of approval by Aaron Rodgers, that's really disappointing. He didn't, you know, either they weren't where he wanted them to be or they weren't open or he didn't have faith in them because he didn't throw them the ball. And I don't see how Alan Lazard is going to elevate what we get from those two going forward. So if you're running out a group of Lazard, Watkins, and Cobb, that is not looking like a group that's going to inspire any fear from anybody, and that's really disappointing. Uh, on the defensive side, oh, one more thing on the offense. Robert Tunyon is back, looked pretty good. Uh, only got targeted three times, uh, but he did look pretty good running you know, running out there. I expect more from him going forward. Uh, the defense was disappointing, and maybe we've set our expectations too high for them. Uh, all that talent that they've been touting, or, and myself included, uh, I thought that that talent and another year under the system would you know equal a, a pretty decent defense that uh, that talent didn't come to play on sunday now i feel we have to split the blame between the players and the coaches on one hand the players made a lot of mistakes the offense the vikings run includes a lot of crossing routes uh, which is what killed the packers all day Jeff- justin jefferson running free you know on those crossing routes he's a great wide receiver and take take nothing against him he could he could run pretty much any route and most guys would have a tough time sticking with him uh, give credit to the vikings coach kevin o'connell for having his team ready and he called a great game he put the packers secondary in crisis he made them uh, have to communicate and make switches and they just didn't do it uh, and this offense and all those crossing routes should not have been any surprise to the Packers. They've seen it before. They run a version of this offense. I'm pr- fairly sure that two weeks was more than enough time for the secondary to learn their assignments on what to do during practice. But on Sunday, they seem to have forgotten them. Uh, Adrian Amos and Randall Savage were embarrassingly bad, especially on that one long catch by Jefferson. You saw it. Uh, they were turned the wrong way, uh, and in a lot of these plays, it looked like Justin Jefferson was out there by himself. Uh, lots of questions and criticism over the past couple of days regarding sticking with the zone coverage and not manning up and putting Jair on Justin Jefferson. Uh, Lafleur was asked, asked about it, and he said, and I quote, it doesn't necessarily always work that way. If you just commit to playing man coverage the whole game, sure, you could do it, but they do a nice job of putting him in different positions, whether it's in the slot, whether it's motioning. It seemed like he was in motion quite a bit, just moving him all over the place. You've got to give him credit. They put him in premier spots and attacked our coverage as well. Yes, they did. 
but you don't have to be in man the whole game. You don't have to be in zone the whole game. Packers, uh, they didn't didn't seem to mix man in at all that much, if at all. Uh, and my that would be my question for the Packers defensive staff is why didn't they throw in some man? Give Jair a chance. Uh, when the final stats, uh, on the adding to that, when the final stats say that the Packers put pressure on Kirk Cousins, didn't feel that way. He seemed to have a lot of time back there, especially on early downs. Uh, Rashawn Gary had the only Packers sack. Uh, Gary, uh, Preston Smith, Dean Lowry, and Kenny Clark all had two quarterback hits. But how about mixing up? Send you know, play man, send some blitzes. You have you know, both the Campbell and Quay Walker, who are great athletes with great speed. Uh, why don't you send one of those guys? You know, mix in some blitzes. Don't give them time to find those crossing routes. They did most of their damage on first and second downs. It was obvious they were doing their doing that the whole game. Why were there no adjustments? Uh, the good news is uh, they did hold them to 23 points, even though it felt like they were much farther away most of the time. But... Uh, and in the past, and most of the time, we've been able to count on the offense to score more than 23, but this week just didn't happen. And so, you know, 23 points seemed like a lot. Positives for the defense. Uh, Quay Walker. He showed what I wanted when they drafted him. They, if they're going to spend a, a first-round pick on a guy and his – you know, strengths are speed and flying to the ball. Uh, that's what I want, and that's what I saw. He was flying around the field, making tackles. Uh, he finished second on the team in tackles with eight. I did get dinged up at the end of the game, and you know, initial reports they are hopeful that he'll be available this week against the Bears. Uh, so. That's going to do it for me this week. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time uh, beating this game up. I am hoping that, like last year, this is an anomaly and they learn from their mistakes and come out this week and trash the, trash the Bears, which they should. That uh, We'll talk about the Bears on Friday, but uh, that is a, a team that they should and I stress should dominate. So that's going to do it for this week. And unfortunately it was not a win, but I expect more coming up and we will uh, hopefully spend more time uh, going over positives going forward. I appreciate all of you for joining me today. And again, please hit the like and subscribe button. And we'll see you in a few days. We'll, uh, new episode will come up on Friday. Thank you.